Is there something wrong? Warning. Life support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. Produced by CosmicReality.com Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw. I'm the Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net, thewebalchemist.net, empoweredmanifestation.com, Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw the Success Alchemist, Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw, on Truth Social Success Alchemist, and on Telegram, US UK Patriot. And this week's been a pretty monumental week, really, hasn't it? The biggest news, of course, is the death of Queen Elizabeth II, uh, which happened on the 8th, so um, two days ago. It's now the 10th. I didn't actually say that, did I? Um, the 10th of September. So today's focus is the symbolism of Queen Elizabeth's death, Satanism in plain sight, and war on Trump and his supporters. And I'm going to start, obviously, with, with the Queen's death, but I'm going to focus more on the symbolism of it and some of the kind of history and background to it as well, because, you know, there are two camps, really, um, in response to this. One is the monarchy supporters and worshippers who um, are expressing their sadness at the passing of the Queen, and then, of course, there are the uh, the keyboard warriors and the anons and the citizen journalists who, of course, have all the knowledge of the truth about the royal family, which is not a pleasant truth. So let's look at some of the um, background to that. I mean, obviously, the recent thing in the royal family that's been in the spotlight has been Prince Andrew's involvement with Epstein and the sex case against him. And apparently, the now King Charles III um, actually bailed him out on some of the costs that he was paying to Virginia Gouffray. And interestingly, well, first of all, it's very hard for me to kind of get my head around having a king. Because obviously, you know, um, the Queen Elizabeth was 70 years on the throne and the thought of a King of England is really weird. And interestingly, some of the information I'm going to share with you from Telegram goes into the implications of this that I hadn't even thought of when, and I'll cover that in a minute. But, you know, going back to the dark side of the royal family, we heard from Princess Diana before she died the true um, nature of the Queen and the royal family. David Icke, of course, talks very much about the reptilian side. Um, yes, it could be a conspiracy theory, but, you know, they've been involved in some pretty nasty stuff. I mean, uh, the Queen and Prince Philip were actually charged at one point, I don't really know what the outcome was, of um, abducting orphans from a an orphanage in Canada and took them on a picnic and they mysteriously disappeared. Well, we know that there is satanic worship in the royal family. Um, even Princess Diana said they're not human and it is said that she was about to reveal a lot of truth about the royal family um, before she was murdered in Paris in the, in the tunnel. And, uh, I mean, there are people who say, well, actually, Princess Diana is still alive. This was just um, a staged removal of her so that she could um, be protected, just as people say that about JFK Jr. 
I don't, I'm kind of open about um, the possibility of that. I'm not going to make any kind of judgment on it. I don't, for me, there's not enough evidence to support that. So I'll, I won't deny that it's possible, but um, uh, I don't want to confirm it without the evidence to back it up. I mean, the other thing is thinking about the kind of people that were associated with the Queen and the rest of the royal family, Prince Charles particularly. There have been several um, articles out since the death of the Queen reporting on the connection between Prince Charles and Jimmy Savile, who after his death was revealed to be um, a serial pedophile, child abuser, and even nastier things than that. And he used to volunteer at some of these nursing homes. And really, some of the things that he did in there were unmentionable, shall we say. I won't go into the gory details. And also the connection with Lord Mountbatten, who was Prince Charles's mentor. And he has been um, outed as a, another pedophile and really having very, um, how can I put it, carnal in, um, proclivities, let's put it that way. So nastiness there. And people have been putting out again this video from years ago of a naked young man escaping from one of the Buckingham Palace windows. Um, Princess Diana was supposedly put through a ritual kind of initiation when she was married into the royal family, a satanic ritual. There's some really nasty stuff. And, of course, you know, the, the view that the Queen is all sweetness and light is just more propaganda really i mean even in the non-conspiracy side of things people have been saying look you know she she's not stood up against the covid she was involved in uh, particularly in the irish situation going back there was the the killing of multiple peaceful protesters on bloody Sunday in Northern Ireland. She is no saint. And I know that, you know, technically speaking, Parliament is in control. But on the other hand, it's weird because Parliament has to um, swear an oath of loyalty to the Queen or the, the monarch, the standing monarch. But also the Queen has to also, or the monarch has to swear an oath to obey Parliament or support Parliament. So it's kind of a weird double-edged sword, really. So let me just go on to the symbolism here, because, you know, there are countless articles out there that are given the, the very conventional view of the Queen's death. She died at Balmoral. Uh, the family was there, her immediate family, not the, the spouses, uh, which is interesting. I read somewhere, and I can't remember where it was, and I didn't save it, unfortunately. Uh, somebody was suggesting that it was kind of a satanic ritual. I don't know about that particularly, but uh, given what we know about the family, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, so this is what I got. I've actually saved these, which are telegram reports, onto my channel, MAGA US UK Patriot. So um, I'll provide the link to that so that you can see the actual posts. And the, this one was by uh, Feisty and Friends channel. And this is where interesting numero numerology comes in. The Queen died 1776 days after the first Q drop. Who is Q? Less than 10, only three non-military. 1776, who were we fighting? The crown? Where did she pass? Scotland. The connections are amazing. And interesting that she was in Balmoral the day that Princess Diana was killed, because uh, there was a whole 
scandal about the fact that she remained in Balmoral and didn't come down to London amidst all the the mourning and you know the the people who were devastated by her death. Um, the Liberty Bell. Look at when it was placed, September eighth, seventeen seventy six, a symbol of freedom. Biden's speech in front of Liberty Hall ushering in the GVE phase, dark to light. Not sure what he means by GVE, but anyway. All the coinage will need to be changed now. I hadn't thought about that. Not just in the UK, but all the Crown's protectorates around the world. Think of all that sovereign policy happening all at once, right as we wait on a new global standard. If this doesn't force the EU to get on board, what does? A lot of people came together to figure this out. Thank you to all. And in addition, I again, I hadn't realised this, but the post boxes in, in, in the UK have ER on them all, which is Elizabeth Regina. Um, so do the uniforms of the police, and I'm not even sure if, if the military uniforms aren't affected as well. So there's a huge, not only a huge exercise, but also a huge expense involved in changing all these to um, CR. It would be Charles Rex, of course, the masculine Latin word for the monarch. Absolute Truth 1776 reports... With the Queen's passing, Prince Charles now takes the title of King Charles. We were told A equals 1, B equals 2, and so on. Just thinking out loud here, so take this with a good bit of salt. However, King Charles, KC equals 11.3. Charles was heavily involved with Epstein's deeds. And actually, 11.3 was in another Q drop that was talking about the arrest of Podesta on 11.3. So I don't know what the connection is there, but um, that's an interesting one as well. And one thing that somebody else pointed out is that 9.8, which is the date of the Queen's death, adds up to the number 17. Now, you know, we could say this is all coincidence, but... When you actually look at the times that this number 17 is cropping up. Now, in Charles's first address, um, he actually changed the number of days of mourning from 10 to 17, which, again, is, is very interesting. And it really does imply that the White Hats are in charge. These references to Q, which, of course, is the 17th letter of the alphabet, he announced that there will be it will be uh, ten days of mourning, and then the uh, the funeral of the queen, followed by another seven days of mourning. So seventeen in total. So that's really interesting. Of course, if we look back to when Trump visited the the UK and was at the palace with the queen, and he got so much um, criticism for the fact that he walked in front of the Queen. But, um, you know, all of the anons were saying this is signifying that she's capitulated to Trump and the White Hats. And X-22 even suggested um, this being like a D-Day, um, refers to chess, the Queen was removed, who was the protector of the King, and did Trump make a deal with Queen Elizabeth II at that meeting that the deep state takedown wouldn't start until after her death? And there are many people saying that this is the start of the major phase of the takedown of the cabal, the Illuminati, all the families, the, in effect, the whole of the satanic deep state. I just want to finish with this telegram post, and this was Lady Learn, Lady Lena, sorry, and very interesting take. I was getting ready to settle in and call it a good night, but then I sat up in bed with this thought. The first arrest could be King Charles III. This is a reference to Q's drop saying, um, 
the first arrest will shock the world or words to that effect. It will take six months or so for him to be officially crowned. So much can happen then. Plus, Kim Clement said he did not see Charles becoming king. He saw William, now Prince of Wales, because he had his mother's heart. KC3, King Charles III, is also reported to be deeply involved with the trafficking of children. So between now and the year's end, there may be a news moab. On another note, 2022 is a jubilee year and 924 is Shemitah. I think that's a Jewish term, not sure. Which means rest, restoration and recovery for us all. Rosh Hashanah is on 925, the beginnings of a new era. And the significance of this celebration is our freedom from 50 years of enslavement. Make it a peaceful night, my SB Patriot family. And um, that kind of links back to what was said in that first post I told you about, referencing the Liberty Bell. So is that symbolic, September 8, 1776, that perhaps this is the, you know, the go moment for the return of liberty? And lastly, just before I move on to the next topic, um, this was from Ultra Peppy Lives Matter. Um, he shared it actually from Julian's Rum on True Social. The eighth day of the month has been interesting as of late. July 8th, Shinzo Abe assassinated. August 8th, Mar-a-Lago raided by FBI. September 8th, Queen Elizabeth dies. October 8th, to be decided. And November 8th, midterm elections. And the question is, what will happen on October the 8th? I think we'll have to look out for that, won't we? Very interesting times we're in. My next topic is Satanism in plain sight. And this relates to a couple of things. Uh, one is the uproar about this Disney cartoon that is about a woman who's impregnated by the devil and has a 13, well, in the story, her 13-year-old daughter, um, who is the Antichrist, uh, he, Satan, wants to control her soul and so on and so forth. So, you know, very, very unsuitable material for children. Um, and just another example of, of the, in, you know, the infiltration into society of so much satanic material. I mean, I've referenced it so many times. The other thing, of course, relates to one of Biden's latest appointees. This is reported by the National Pulse. We'll steal your soul. Biden's monkeypox spokesman has a penchant for pentagrams, occultism and Satanism. A deep dive investigation into now private social media channels reveals the dark underbelly of one of Joe Biden's recent top hires. And it, it brings back memories of this other guy who's something to do with the nuclear waste um, department who dresses up in bondage and cross dresses and uh, you know it's I think we have to really hang on to this view that this is a movie we're watching because this stuff is so in your face it must be to wake people up anyway let's carry on with this article Washington DC on August 2nd President Biden appointed Dr. Dmitry Daskalakis as the White House National Monkeypox Response Deputy Coordinator. Now, the first thing is, why on earth do we need a monkeypox coordinator? I mean, this thing is being passed from gay man to gay man through their sexual habits. Um, there are so few cases of it in any case I mean, it's just, they're just trying to blow it out of proportion to use it as the next pandemic. Carrying on, also the CDC's division director for HIV prevention, he previously served in Mayor Bill de Blasio's administration in the New York City Health Department. 
Daskalakis is known for his efforts in the world of HIV and other diseases affecting the LGBTQ plus community, having attended New York University Medical School, followed by a residency, fellowship and additional master's degree from Harvard Medical School. In an interview with The Atlantic in 2014, he said, I learned my bedside manner from East Village drag queens. He attended Columbia University as an undergraduate and was a general and religion double major. Raised by Greek Orthodox immigrants in Arlington, Virginia, a, re a review of Dr. Daskalakis's social media presence reveals a penchant for pentagrams and other satanic symbolism the National Pulse can reveal. And it's got a screenshot of him and another guy actually in the centre of a pentagram. Um, and it's captioned, Biden's new appointee social media activity points to disturbing occultist behaviour. Daskalakis's social media presence is disturbing to say the least. Alongside his partner, Michael McNeil, the pair launched a goth gym in New York, which originally ran out of the high-profile Equinox gym chain before spinning off into its own brand based in a former gay nightclub that in turn had taken over an old church in Manhattan, Monster Cycle. And there's a screenshot of a post, and I think it's probably on Instagram, by the monster cycle and it shows an image of 666 on fire so very much a reference to satanism and the post reads 31 days till halloween our biggest sale of the year 12 till 6 online only six rides for 66 dollars 66 cents Monster Cycle's social media pages are full of references to Satanism, the devil, burning crosses and pentagrams and more. While the gym got fawning coverage from the New York Times in 2014, its review on Sweat Concierge made references to alarming imagery and terrifying co-ed locker rooms. And it shows a shot of the New York Times article, Health Goth, when darkness and gym rats meet, the New York Times gave glowing coverage to the satanic gym. There's light even in darkness, McNeil told the New York Post in the same year, which correlates directly with a quote tattooed across the chest of Joe Biden's monkeypox coordinator, his partner, Dr. Daskalakis. And there's a screenshot again. I think this is from it looks more like Twitter, actually, but I'm not absolutely sure. And it's a, um, an image and it's enlarged that particular tattoo. And the caption is, I've learned there is light even in the darkest places. Daskalakis's tattoo reads. Um, he also has ink showing the corpse of a dead creature as well as a serpent, a head with three eyes and what appears to be a saint like figure or even a depiction of Jesus Christ across his stomach. It's not the only reference to Christ the pair, Daskalakis and McNeil, make in their social media posts. A series of in images from 2012 appear to depict a seance or Ouija board ceremony with a lit crucifix depicting Jesus Christ laying on a pentagram on the table. Another image from the same night shows McNeil with a producer friend, Bianca Gray, using the Ouija board with the crucifix. Another image from 2011 shows Daskalakis appearing to mock Christ in the depiction of the Last Supper. Biden, who claims to be Catholic, hired Daskalakis as his monkeypox coordinator this year. The concerning imagery and association hardly stops there. An October 2011 image shows the White House staffer wearing a pentagram helmet with an upside-down cross above it. it. McNeil in the background appears to be wearing a crown of thorns. Further pentagram imagery can be seen scattered across the Monster Cycle social media pages featuring either of the pair or their friends. A 2014 post on Facebook states, We'll steal your soul. And um, it's captioned, actually it's an article linked again to the New York Times one. And it shows an image, and it may be Daskalakis, I'm not sure, it may be McNeil, but with a black 
T-shirt with a white pentagram on it again. In fact, it's two pentagrams, uh, one nested into the other. So, um, again, symbolism will be their downfall. One of the accounts Daskalakis follows on Instagram is the Satanic Temple TV, which describes its mission statement as... We will entertain and challenge, delight and disgust. We will explore the artistic, political and transgressive roots of modern Satanism. We will give voice to our diverse communities as Satanists, atheists and social justice activists in a global society. The pair, McNeil and Daskalakis, also appear to have been married in a dark and occult ceremony in 2013. Prior to meeting McNeil, Daskalakis did not have the plethora of occult tattoos he now supports. And there's an image of the wedding taking place. A year prior, the pair saw reality drag star Sharon Needles in concert. Needles was found in that year to be using explicitly racist imagery in performances, as well as deploying the N-word freely. At the time, a denial was issued, but others have since expressed similar experiences with needles, alleging 9-11 jokes as well as frequent use of the word, the N-word. In 2021, Needles was accused of exposing a 15-year-old fan to drugs and alcohol, as well as images of his penis and inappropriate touching. His accuser, an Annecy, said the drag queen gave me weed shotguns pretty much kiss me on the mouth a billion times, later adding, beer is gross, Sharon made me try it and I spat it everywhere. And then it's got um, an image of a social media post, I don't know, I think it might be Twitter again. Uh, oh my God, at Sharon Needles is at Scissor Sisters and it's an image of her with a red backdrop very similar to the one that uh, Biden had. McNeil tagged his tweet about needles, hell yeah, which is also a strap line for his occult gym. Daskalakis' work has been lauded by leading gay magazine, The Advocate, which published another Biden hire, Sam Brinton, defending a website called Rent Boy that was known for connecting older homosexual men with boys. And again, a... Um, a screenshot of a monster cycle post, Satan is waiting. Um, during the period of writing this article, Daskalakis has taken his Instagram page private, although the National Pulse has archived much of the content. And it's got a video, which I'm not going to play, but it shows um, the back of a man in front of a woman, a young woman, with blood pouring out of her nose. Um, so definitely very dark, um, nothing new in the Biden administration, but, uh, you know, it's just out there in plain sight. I mean, it's always been there. I think the good thing about it is that it's all being exposed. And as I said, potentially it's being done deliberately by the White Hats to show the level of perversion that is out there in the world and in the current administration. So now on to the war on Trump and his supporters. Um, I reported last week about the um, address that Biden gave against that real satanic backdrop and in which he uh, attacked MAGA supporters, uh, we're domestic terrorists, Terrible people were attacking democracy, you know, everything actually that the Democrats and the deep state, including the rhinos, are guilty of. Now, there has been quite an uproar in the MAGA community about some of the things that Bill Barr has been saying about the raid on Mar-a-Lago and also about Trump's a request to have a special master appointed to review all the material that was taken. Now, before I go into that in detail, I just want to read this. Again, it's a telegram post from Ultra Pepe Lives Matter. And it, it kind of gives some background into how we need to 
look at what what is playing out in the public domain that all may not be as it appears. So he says, just to clarify for some people, Q is a PSYOP, but Q is a white hat PSYOP that was designed to spark the population into thinking for themselves and combating the mainstream narrative. Q's main mission was already accomplished. There is now an army of people who dig on the elite and expose corruption like never before. All warfare is based on deception, according to Sun Tzu, the art of war, meaning that many of your favourite white hats are not always going to come out and say everything that they actually think because they are currently engaged in the war. They are not stupid and neither are you. You just saw Trump play the song, I am Q, and where we go one, we go all, behind his speech. That was at the rally, I believe, on the 3rd. He's giving us enough to keep us encouraged, but he's still in the battle. One day, perhaps, we will see total public vindication. Anons were right about Q and about so much, but until that day comes, don't let the PSYOP shake you too much. Focus on what God is telling you and your God-given instincts. The fog of war may be thick, but we are getting enough breadcrumbs to keep us going. There is no way back, only forward. The world is waking up and a PSYOP is playing a major role. And I think actually that was originally put out by Patel Patriot because it's got the link at the bottom there. The other thing to mention, which kind of backs up the idea that the the White Hats are in control, apart from the fact that we know that Biden isn't Biden, but he's just renewed Trump's executive order, which was relating to foreign interference in elections. So that kind of puts um, confirmation on the White Hats being in control. I mean, why would Biden do that when it's actually against his interests, given that we know there was foreign intervention or interference in the 2020 election. And this is the second time that Biden has renewed it. So that's really interesting. I want to just um, highlight some things that were in one of X22's recent videos as well, because his, his take on these things that are playing out is really quite interesting. And there are people who think he may be may well be briefed by the Trump team. I don't have anything to support that, but he does seem to have some very clear insights and links back to Q drops and so on and so forth. So if you're not a watcher of his uh, videos, X22 report, you can find it on Rumble. I would suggest that you take a look at it because I, I follow him closely. He puts out some really good material. Just before I do that, just cover a few things from the rally last weekend, which I watched, and very much uh, an attack by Trump on this raid on Mar-a-Lago. He laid into it, likened it to a third world nation. They even searched Barron's room, his 16-year-old son, as well as rifling through Melania's closet, closet. And as I reported last week, some of the material that they, or the things that they took in the raid were ridiculous, even items of clothing and so on. What on earth would they want to take those for? He says, we will not be silenced. He compared the treatment of Hillary Clinton to his own treatment and highlighted the staged photo of the documents on the floor. This quote, this egregious abuse of the law is going to produce a backlash, the likes of which no one has seen before. He also said, we can't let them destroy the country any longer. They are trying to stop me returning to the White House where I will clean up this mess again. The Mar-a-Lago raid was a desperate attempt to distract from Joe Biden's record of misery and failure. So, X-22 says Trump knew about the raid ahead of time. They exceeded even the very broad scope of the search warrant. And he relates this to irregular warfare. Um, and he also talks about good cop, bad cop scenario between Trump and Barr, which kind of links back to that um, post I was reading, you know, don't, don't take everything at face value, which is something that I always say anyway. Um, 
It's the largest sting operation the world has ever seen and undercover agents are involved pretending to be one of the bad guys. The documents Trump had relate to Obama's Iran, Iranian deal, the nuclear deal, and it's a trap and it relates to Uranium One, of course, which is the deal that um, Hillary Clinton approved as Secretary of State, uh, upon which she got um, millions of dollars uh, deposited into the Clinton Foundation from the very people involved in the deal. Hmm. Nothing unusual there. And he says the 16-year plan was to have a war. Bill Barr, could he be a shadow player? Um, he says the special master ruling is wrong and he wants the DOJ to appeal it. Also says the DOJ is close to an indictment decision regarding Trump. Um, it was Donald Trump that authorised Bill Barr to declassify Spygate documents in May 2019. Bill Barr knows what's in the declassified doc documents. Uh, he gave them to Durham when he appointed Durham as a special counsel. So is he leading the deep state down a path and acting a role? That would not surprise me, you know, because... They, they use bait to trap these people. Uh, X-22 says Donald Trump himself is the bait because they're so desperate to stop him from getting back into the White House that they'll try absolutely anything, which, of course, makes it obvious how desperate they are and they make mistakes. So it looks like we've got some wins and some losses here because... Trump did get a special master um, approved, and I'm going to read a report about that from Brian Cates. But he's also had his civil suit dismissed by a judge. This was the suit that he raised against Hillary Clinton and all her cohorts uh, related to the Spygate scandal. Um, and that's also part of what Durham is prosecuting or bringing to light in the Janchenko trial in October. Just going back to the uh, appointment or the approval of the special master, the DOJ and the government are appealing that and uh, trying to stop the special master from being appointed, which really means that they want to keep everything quiet. They don't want this to be exposed um, Anyway, we'll see what happens. And the other thing is we've had a, a, another series of raids against Trump associates. So I will cover that as well. So let's start with um, this Brian Cates article on the 7th. Trump will get the special master he requested. And this means the FBI can't use any Mar-a-Lago raid materials until the special master's done. On August 8th, the FBI launched a surprise raid on the home of President Donald J. Trump and his family. Over the course of the next three weeks, a deluge of supposedly unauthorized leaks were made from inside the DOJ and the FBI to various mainstream media news outlets. Like an ever-changing kaleidoscope, the reasons for the raid and what the raid team was looking for began changing almost daily. So much of the early leaks about the raid turned out to be wrong as to be comical. It was first leaked that the investigation of Trump was being run out of the FBI's Miami office until it was later clarified that the probe was actually being run by the Washington, D.C. office. The DOJ insisted in writing in its court filings that while Donald J. Trump may think that the U.S. Constitution gave him full declassification authority while he was president, the people currently running the Department of Justice don't agree, and therefore some of the documents in his possession at Mar-a-Lago were actually still classified. And even with his highest level security clearance, Trump was not allowed to have these documents in his possession. Leaks were also used to float the narrative that the FBI is investigating Trump for possible obstruction of justice, having tried to hide evidence related to an ongoing federal investigation. Thus far, in less than a month, the list of leaked reasons for the raid include, but are not limited to, 
One, seizure of Russiagate documents to prevent Trump from giving them to Durham or using them in his civil case against former FBI and DOJ personnel. Two, nuclear codes. Three, evidence related to the January 6th insurrection that Trump supposedly led and inspired. Four, Iran deal-related documents. Five, Hunter Biden-related documents. Six, Trump supposedly attempting to interfere in a federal investigation and engaging in obstruction of justice by hiding evidence from federal agents. And then the federal courts got involved when Trump filed a suit on August 22nd in the Florida District Court, having jurisdiction over the Mar-a-Lago resort. In expanding on his suit, Trump filed to have a special master appointed to review the FBI and DOJ's handling of the raid and to go over what was seized from his property. At first, the Democrats and news media had a good laugh about Trump's filing, posting stories like this one in which they opined that the suit was already backfiring on him. It wasn't going anywhere. It was absurd. It was frivolous. A waste of the court's time, etc., etc. And then over the course of the past two weeks, federal court judge Aileen Cannon of the Southern District of Florida handed Trump a series of wins, first ordering the search warrant and property lists unsealed, then demanding the DOJ replace the incredibly vague property list with a more detailed list, which she then made public, which revealed just how much of a farce most of the raid was, and then forced the agency to unseal the affidavit, albeit with redactions. Cannon then ruled to grant Trump's special master request. And this means the FBI can't make use of any of the materials it sees from Mar-a-Lago until the special master's review is completed. And this could take months, maybe even a year. So if the plan was to rush an indictment of Trump before the fast approaching midterm elections, an indictment based on documents found in the raid, that plan just got derailed. So then the narrative in the fake news instantly switched to Trump successfully went judge shopping in Florida and a deluge of outrage is now being directed at the judge. While FBI and the DOJ might not have objected to requests from the court to unseal the search warrant and an extremely vague version of the property list, as making those public would help them establish a narrative that Trump must be hiding something they loudly objected to having to unseal the affidavit, providing a more detailed property list, and to Trump's request for a special master review. And after each objection and hearing them out and letting them make their case, Judge Cannon overruled them. Of course, Trump actually winning and having his request granted right after the fake news had confidently assured its dwindling audience this wouldn't happen, and his frivolous and completely baseless suit would soon be dismissed, has led to stories like this one and this one and even this one, and these are links I'm not going to follow. All the legal experts in the fake news agree. Judge Cannon is some kind of partisan lunatic. Andrew Weissman comically took to Twitter to, to demand that Judge Cannon appoint none other than Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt as the special master. DOJ should propose Magistrate Judge Reinhardt as the special master make Judge Cannon show her stripes if she is going to reject him. And of course, Reinhardt was the judge that approved the search warrant. So many strange twists and turns have occurred in the ongoing Mar-a-Lago raid scandal that it's hard to keep up. Here's the Cliff's Notes. 1. The FBI special agent in charge who was leading this DOJ investigation of Trump suddenly retired as it was announced he's under investigation by the Office of the Special Counsel. Timothy Tybalt appears to have become the new fixer since Peter Strzok was fired from the agency. That is, the guy who ends up handling every politically sensitive investigation at the FBI. Besides the Trump investigation, Tybalt was also leading stroke in the middle of the Hunter Biden laptop investigations and the 2020 election fraud investigations. Two, Tybalt and his lawyers quickly asserted he was not fired or reassigned. Why, this was simply a long-planned retirement. 
He was just passing up the change to take down a former president to spend more time with his family. I think that should have said chance, not change. Whistleblower, number three, whistleblowers from the DOJ stroke FBI have begun talking to congressional committees according to Senators Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson. Four, Merrick Garland rushed to warn DOJ FBI personnel not to talk to Congress in direct violation of every federal whistleblower protection statute on the books. Trump isn't the real target. A truly epic bait-and-switch rug pull is about to happen. Trump is going to suddenly be replaced as the real target of the criminal investigation by another former president or high-ranking official from a previous administration. And when the real target has the indictments unsealed and is arrested, there's going to be no way, no how, the mainstream press is going to be able to ignore, downplay or minimise the perp walk, not after this clever build-up. Place your bets now on who you think the real target is. And it's got a picture of Hillary Clinton, door one, uh, Barack Obama, door two, and the two of them together in door three. Of course, if this actually happens, I'll be told, even if this happened, the mainstream media would refuse to report on it. They would bury it. That would depend on how the news media is set up for the bait and switch like, say, a very well-publicised full-scale raid-stroke assault on Trump's home and weeks of breathless media reporting that at last we have Trump now and getting themselves all hot and bothered and hyperventilating over an expected Trump indictment that they believe is coming any minute now. Former Trump Attorney General William Barr is very helpful in making the TV news rounds these days flacking relentlessly for the idea that Trump, although he appears to be winning with all these court rulings, is actually losing and the walls are closing in on him. Barr sniffs for the cameras that this special master ruling by Judge Cannon is deeply flawed and is going to be reversed. And hey, even if granted, isn't going to help Trump much, if at all. And he's got a smiling face uh, of Bill Barr and underneath it says, you're totally buying into all of this, aren't you? which again supports this, um, this suggestion that Barr is just playing a role in this. And all the right people are buying in and eating it all up. Giggle snort. Um, a tweet from Patty. I think Bill Barr is trying hard to now act like the AG he should have been all along, nonpartisan and working for the people only. And uh, it was replied to by Andrew Weissman, exactly. Yep, they're never going to see this coming, and you can quote me on that. So that's uh, Brian Kate's take. It's an interesting take that it's going to be um, Hillary and Obama that get the indictments. That would be good, wouldn't it? We've been waiting long enough for that. So as I reported, uh, the DOJ is appealing the judge's ruling for special master on the grounds that it would be Uh, have significant national security risks because of of the judge's access to this supposedly um, still confidential material. Um, The Justice Department wrote in a brief filing that it will be appealing the decision to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, the Washington Post reported. The notice paves the way for federal prosecutors to submit a detailed appeals brief to the 11th Circuit Court in Atlanta. And incidentally, this is um, some extracts, or these are some extracts from a beckernews.com report. Goes on to say the Biden DOJ's decision to appeal the judge's order is fraught with peril, as a US news report highlighted. The Justice Department is weighing whether to appeal a controversial order halting its review of materials taken from former President Donald Trump's Florida estate facing a Friday deadline as a judge seeks to appoint a third party to review the thousands of documents, the report noted. But the decision is more complex than it may appear on its face, running the risk of delaying the investigation further, while some have argued that choosing not to appeal or losing an appeal could set a dangerous precedent for the rights and powers of presidents no longer in office, the report added. And the Justice Department may decide to appeal only part of the judge's order or nothing at all. 
constitutional attorney, Harmie Dillon of the Liberty Center, provided further context. And this is in a tweet. Special master appointments are not subject to interlocutory appeal, at least in the 11th Circuit. And when reviewed, it is only for abuse of discretion. Barr is displaying DOJ-itis with a complicating attack of TDS making it worse. So obviously she falls for the um, position of Barr. And the article ends, this is breaking news. It will be updated as more information is forthcoming. Now, going back to the war on Trump and, and his supporters, Becca News also reports there were 35 FBI raids yesterday. So this was published yesterday, so it means on September the 8th. Steve Bannon reveals Trump allies hit by Biden regime's intimidation tactics. Steve Bannon on the Charlie Kirk show on Friday broke a bit of a bombshell. The FBI served 35 subpoenas to Trump allies on Thursday in what the War Room host described as FBI raids. Yesterday, one of the best days of my life, Bannon said, it was a very powerful spiritual day for me. It, it was a lot of things were, you know, came into high clarity. It was, I was totally in the zone, as you say, in sports the entire time. And, you know, they're not going to shut me up. We see it is, we saw from the demonic speech that Biden gave in Philadelphia. Exactly, Kirk remarked. This is a dying regime, Bannon continued. That was a primal scream. And hear what they're trying to do. No matter who it is, Donald Trump and Mar-a-Lago, there were 35 raids yesterday. Right, he added, handing out, there's another grand jury coming together on January 6th. The Washington Post reported it. They just reported a couple of names. There were 35 senior members of MAGA Republicans, supporters of Donald Trump that were rolled. You know, the FBI rolled in on, right, when they didn't need to do it. Remember, all these people have lawyers, Bannon went on. All their lawyers are very well known. Know that jackbooted Gestapo has got to show up at their door and make a big display of this. So there's much going on that so many people don't even know at so many levels on Trump. People in bankruptcy trying to deplatform them. Oh yes, Kirk said. All of it, Bannon said. And quite frankly, I think that's what's so powerful about you guys having this great reset conference because it, this is really what it's about. This is this globalist apparatus. That's right, Kirk agreed. This is the American arm of that, Bannon added, the Biden regime. And what they're trying to do is shut down everybody, whether it's Alex Jones, Charlie Kirk, Steve Bannon, Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump. They're trying to use lawfare, financial terrorism, legal, you know, everything legally and quite frankly, up to assassinations. That's why they're swatting people like crazy. So we've got our work cut out for us. And if we blink, if you blink, it's over. So screw them. I spit right in their eye. I could care less. We're coming. We're rolling. And we're rolling hard, baby. It's the only way to fight them, Kirk said. Steve, can you reiterate that? You said there were 35 FBI raids yesterday. I consider myself well read. I didn't see that anywhere. Can, can you elaborate on that? I've been reporting, Bannon replied. I'm breaking that news right here. If you go to the Washington Post story, I think Josh, Josh Dorsey's story, if your staff pulls it, Charlie, they mention, I think, five names, Boris Epstein being one of them. But I think there's five people. There were 35. 35 FBI went to 35. All these people have lawyers. They all know who the lawyers are. They didn't want, they didn't serve these subpoenas to the lawyers. They want to make a big display of it. They want to take a bunch of their devices. They want, this is the FBI trying to roll in and trying to be muscle, right? This is the Gestapo. This is the Gestapo tactic. Now I'm going to jump from midway down this article to another one by Becca News because this is all linked. And this is new FBI raids for Donald Trump expected as DOJ impanels criminal grand jury to investigate election campaign arm. And this was from yesterday. So, again, we've got these um, multiple attacks on Trump from all different directions. And it's just a sign of how desperate they are. 
the Department of Justice, which has become an arm of the Biden administration's efforts to prevent Donald Trump from running for presidential re-election in 2024, has impaneled a criminal grand jury to investigate the Save America PAC. So they're trying to get him on financial misdeeds as well, a bit like, you know, going after his tax returns. The development has spurred reports that more FBI raids against Donald Trump can now be expected. Biden, DOJ, stroke FBI planning more raids of Mar-a-Lago and other Trump properties. Sources, investigative journalist Paul Sperry reported. I thought they'd taken everything out of Mar-a-Lago that they could possibly get. So I don't know what else is there that they haven't already uh, taken. Biden, DOJ, FBI has impaneled another criminal grand jury to investigate Trump's Make America Great Committee, parent of the Save America PAC, which has been raising small donations in response to the FBI's raid and latest witch hunt targeting Trump, Sperry also reported on Getter. The New York Times reported on the grand jury developments while framing Donald Trump's arguments that the 2020 election was rigged as if they were a federal crime. A federal grand jury in Washington is examining the formation of and spending by a fundraising operation created by Donald J. Trump after his loss in the 2020 election, as he was soliciting millions of dollars by baselessly asserting that the results had been marred by widespread voting fraud, the Times reported. According to subpoenas issued by the grand jury, the contents of which were described to the New York Times, The Justice Department is interested in the inner workings of Save America PAC, Mr. Trump's main fundraising vehicle after the election, the report added. Several similar subpoenas were sent on Wednesday to junior and mid-level aides who worked in the White House and for Mr. Trump's presidential campaign. The fact that federal prosecutors are now seeking information about the fundraising operation is a significant new turn in an already sprawling criminal investigation into the roles that Mr. Trump and some of his allies played in trying to overturn the election, an array of efforts that culminated with the mob attack on the Capitol on January 6, 2021, the Times added as background. The expanded January 6 inquiry is playing out even as Mr. Trump is also under federal investigation on an entirely different front. His decision to hold on to hundreds of government documents marked as classified when he left office and his failure to comply with efforts by the National Archives and the Justice Department to compel their return. Donald Trump's dispute of the 2020 election results is not a federal crime. Hillary Clinton herself argued that the 2020 election was stolen. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre has characterised those who dispute election results as an extremist threat to our democracy. And so the article goes on to say that um, probably the FBI didn't find what they were looking for in the Mar-a-Lago raid. And um, Steve Bannon, he turned himself in because he's facing new criminal charges relating to money laundering for um, associated with his crowdfunding campaign to build the southern border wall, which was already dismissed in another court case, which is interesting. This is being brought by New York City, I think, or New York State, one or the other. In fact, it includes a tweet from Jack Posobiec, uh, breaking New York AG order Steve Bannon perp walked in front of prostrate media. America is now a purge country. So as we can see, they'll stop at nothing to try and um, get Trump out of politics. We know that, or we've heard, that there have been several assassination attempts on him, all of which have failed. But I think we need to be encouraged by... What we were saying in terms of the art of war, appear weak when you are strong. And all of these attempts to get Donald Trump indicted and prosecuted, all of them have backfired so far, all of them. So it's very unlikely that these latest attempts will succeed. And 
you know, I hope it's true that the death of the Queen is a turning point and that we are going to see some of these criminals and demonic beings taken out and that, you know, we can reverse all the damage that's been done, not only here, but across the world. So that's all I've got time for this week. I hope you enjoyed the show and you'll join me for another Cosmic Creating show next week. Uh, again, you can find me at the successalchemist.net, thewebalchemist.net and Empowered Manifestation. Thank you to Nancy for producing and to Derek Condit for being the sponsor of Cosmic Reality Radio. Um, go visit his website, mysticalwares.com, as he has some wonderful metaphysical products there and crystals and shungite galore. So that's all I have time for, as I said. Until next time, stay well, be safe and bye for now. You have been listening to Cosmic Creating with Jan Shaw, updating current reality, a production of CosmicReality.com.